good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome listeners to um, Securely Single with Lady Risper and Lady Jeanette. We Hello. want to thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. Welcome, welcome. And we're so delighted for everyone who's been listening. We're loving all the feedback, all the comments that we're hearing. Thank you for all the love and support. And so um, today we are going to learn a little bit more about Lady Jeanette. And so Lady Jeanette, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us about, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know Jeanette and I have known each other for a while. We've been doing life together for a few years. And so really, um, I know quite a bit about her, but I want her to, I want y'all to get to know her, know a little bit of her journey and um, her life story. So um, Jeanette, tell us about you a little bit. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, Lady Whisper. And it's just a joy to be able to re come back to the community and, and the conversation. Just so excited. And I will share a little bit. I, I guess I'll start from a little bit of my background. I was born on the East Coast, but mostly raised on the West Coast of the United States. And then I've literally lived almost in every state possible. <laughs> I've lived a lot of places just through just change in life and different things that have happened. But um, I would summarize my life as change. I just have gone through so much change mm -hmm. and continually going through change, which, you know, we all have change in our life. But <clears throat> for instance, I've, I've probably moved close to 35 times in my life and literally <laughs> have packed up houses a lot. And so my journey in life has brought me into a lot of different situations and circumstances. Mm -hmm. But in all of it, I have seen God's faithfulness mm -hmm. in my life and, um, and where I am today, I would not be where I am today mm -hmm. if I wouldn't have met Jesus Christ at a younger age and then been transformed in high school and then where I am today. It's just been this amazing, beautiful journey of knowing him more. Wow. So change is extremely difficult. And wow, yeah. 35 times is quite a bit to have moved in, in a lifetime. Many of us move maybe once or twice or three times, but 35 mm -hmm. times is really hard. Yeah. How were you able to to manage that, especially as, as kids, especially when we're kids, a move is so hard because we lose our friends and such. So right. how were you able to, to go through that? Yeah, mm -hmm. I will have to probably bring it back to my parents. So my parents are a big part of uh, where I am today as well. My mom and dad, <clears throat> they met in the military and so they were part of the military and serving our country. And um, my dad got radically saved while driving down the highway, listening to a radio program. It was a woman preacher back in the 80s. And so from that experience, both my mom and dad ended up um, just radically devoting their lives to God. They didn't come from a, a God, God families, it came from very dysfunctional families, but uh, my brother and I were young at the time. And so from that, um, the journey of our movement and change was always coupled uh, with a community, especially the church community. And so I grew up, my parents obviously didn't come from any Christian home. So they're learning as they, as they went, but they were very, um, our security came in God. That was not, it didn't come in where we were living or our status or cause we had feast or famine. <laughs> we even went through a house fire where we lost everything. I was eighth grade. And so in those experiences, the Bible became alive to me because I was walking it. And then my parents, of course, were stewarding me in that. But I remember when our house burned down, when I was in eighth grade, 
And the scripture verse where it says to not store up yourself treasures in on this earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves come in and break and steal, but to store our treasures in heaven. And that was a reality for me. And the treasure in my life was my family. We were all safe. We were living, you know, uh, we were homeless for a while and living with families in our church, but there was a security in knowing that the Bible is alive, that God loves me and cares. And no matter what was going on in our lives and the movement that was happening, we had each other and we had God. Oh my goodness. I cannot even imagine how traumatic it is for mm -hmm. your family to have lost everything in a house fire. How devastating right. that must have been. Yeah. As you were speaking, I'm just thinking about all the times we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. There's so much, I think a lot of people are in crisis. So you right. may be listening here today and you're in a moment where you're, I don't know, you're devastated. There's a lot of loss. Maybe you've lost something or someone and um, just wondering how you're going to pull through and make it through this. So um, Jeanette, if you could just share with those who are listening today and wondering, okay, I feel like I've practically either lost myself and or lost my, um, the things that I have, the things that I treasure, if you can maybe speak to those who are in that situation today. Yeah, I'd be honored to. And mm -hmm. loss comes, as you were sharing, Lady Whisper, loss comes in so many different ways. It could be people, it can be possessions, it could be position, it could be um, desires. There's just a lot of loss that we experience in life and a part of loss is grief. And so grief comes with loss. And so everyone's going to grieve differently. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, and I can only talk from my own experience, but mm -hmm. for me, I've had many seasons like the fire and a lot of other things that have gone on in life mm -hmm. where I had to allow my emotions and allow myself to go there, to go to the depths of despair, to go to the places of, um, pain and to engage in that and to be real with God. You know, my foundation is the Bible is, is my the part of my worldview. Like everything is going to flow up from the Bible and flow through the Bible. And so my relationship with God. And so those that are listening and those that are watching or the, and you can just identify with, wow, there's like some pain points that I'm feeling right now as you're talking, what do I do with them? And the first thing is to recognize that we can't, we can, I can't help I can't help myself. There's nothing I can do. We can have all these positive thoughts and all these things, but the power comes by relying on a higher power. And both Whisper and I, you know, we believe that the higher power is, is God and, and the Trinity. So we believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so there's these persons of our God um, that he helps us through life. And so uh, just to encourage you that that's the first place to go. It's easy to go to all these different places, but and to get help all these different ways. But when we go to God, that's where he says, rest in me, I will carry you. He says that even when we're weak, that's when he can be strong, not just to us, but through us. And so um, I also know that in the in these times that we have, sometimes years down the road, because for instance, <clears throat> in talking about the house fire, I was eighth grade, I was 13 years old. There's a lot of things I wasn't emotionally ready to deal with and got stuffed and I didn't realize in adulthood <clears throat> that I still had to process some of the things that happened during that fire time. <clears throat> and so God's so gracious. I, I heard this, a preacher one time talk about how God's a gentleman. He opens the door for us <clears throat> and he invites us to walk through. And 
when we think of God as a gentleman and doesn't force us through a door, doesn't force us to get help or healing, he opens the door and he invites us. And he's such a gentleman that leads a lady through the door. And that's how I see our God. And I've seen him do that in my life. And at the right moment, at the right season, at the right time, he opens the door and invites me into deeper healing in my own life so that I can walk in freedom. I can walk in joy. And then I, I, we can tell our stories and share with others about the freedom in Christ and how we don't have to stay in that place. We can acknowledge it. We can get help and move forward out of, out of where we're at. Well, yes. Um, I just, we just brought up grief and grief and loss and, oh, I mean, in this season, I cannot tell you how many individuals personally that I know and I don't know that are going through a lot of grief and, and loss yeah. in, in our age with the pandemic, whether it's, um, you know, I mean, last year was very devastating mm -hmm. or globally speaking. It's almost like there's a global grief that is going on right now. That's so a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for sharing with us. I like the I like that you say that you want to go there where those feelings are and not try to push them down, but actually to find a way to um to to um to express them in process. Yeah. Okay, so uh, tell us more about Lady Jeanette. Uh, so you've been traveling or moved around about thirty-five times, and tell us or more, more. <laughs> or more, yes. <laughs> so tell us more. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's so much uh, different aspects that you can kind of go towards and share, but I do want to talk about, I guess what I would say is, you know, the word of God says that a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And that has been a big part of my life. I, I, I'm a very goal-driven person and I want to accomplish this and do these things. And so I will push towards something that I know <clears throat> I want to accomplish. And yet I see how I will set my mind towards something. It's in my heart. I don't think it's not obeying the Lord and what I'm stepping out to do, but I will step into something. And for instance, um, I, I worked in retail management for a number of years and uh, with the Nordstrom company, and I had these goals. Okay. Once I was here, once I was there, I'm going to go here and there. And so, you know, just being a goal driven person. And so I was advancing in the company and I was on a relocation package where um, they had paid to relocate me to a different state. I was managing a, um, a larger uh, uh, store. And in the midst of that, I was on a relocation package. And in my mind, I said, okay, I'm going to commit to this one year. Uh, otherwise I have to pay back all this money. And then, um, and then I will move out to certain areas. And, and in the midst of all that, God was stirring in me that there was going to be some change. And six months into that relocation package, um, I had this opportunity to move to be near my family and my family was on the west coast and I hadn't been around them for a while and I went to my mentor in my company and she says you need to obey the Lord and in that moment I saw how the favor of God when we obey him um, man might say oh you're not completing your commitment you said you would be doing this for a full year but I went to my leadership I explained what was going on they blessed me out. I did not have to pay back any relocation. I was told somebody wanted my job and um, that person was going to be stepped in right away. And then I was also invited back. Anytime you want to come back to our organization, you can come back. And so I was blessed out in the midst of a commitment that many would say, oh, you're not fulfilling your commitment. But when I think about how we plan our ways, but God directs our steps and the direction of steps, it doesn't make sense sometimes because it's 
It's not what the world would say is what you should do. But when we obey the Lord, there's a blessing in obedience, even though those around us might judge us and think we're doing something that's not obeying the Lord. I can tell you story after story where this has happened in my life. It is just, uh, I have had this constantly and I've been judged by so many people, but I've had to say, God, I, I'm going to choose to obey you. And I remember my mom and dad had said to me one time, my dad said, you're going to have many voices in your life. Many people are going to want to tell you things and they're going to want to direct your life and tell you things, but it's important to have wise counsel, but you take everything to the Lord and you obey the Lord, no matter what man says. Mm -hmm. And that is a journey that I'm still learning the voice of the Lord. We're all, we're all, you know, but, but that's my desire. And so that's one of the things that um, I've had a lot of freedom in, in knowing that I don't have to please man. Yes. I want to honor. So there's an honoring the Lord and honoring man. Uh, but also, uh, staying in obedience with the Lord, no matter what other people would say that I should be doing, uh, but taking it back to God and being like, okay, what are you saying? And being obedient, even when it's uncomfortable. Hmm. Wow. Amazing. I love that about you. One of the things I absolutely always have loved about you, Jeanette, is that you're always so always your heart's desire is to please the Lord like your your heart's desire is always is check in let me check in and see let's see what God's going to say about this yeah what he's saying about this so I really absolutely love that about you and mm -hmm. I just you inspired me you know even to mm -hmm. to to um hey check in and see what's going on what's he saying about this what's he saying about the other so okay. I really um Thank you for, you know, even encouraging me in that way. Yeah. So one of the things that I get asked a lot and most people ask of me is, so how do I hear God? Mm -hmm. So how would you answer that for someone who's listening and they're like, I don't know, how do I know it's him? How do I hear him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is the question that whether you've been with the Lord for a long time or whether we've been with the Lord for we're new believers in Christ, or maybe we don't even know God yet, is something that we're always growing and learning. And when I think about hearing God, I think about relationship, just like you and I whisper, we're girlfriends, we're friends. We spend time together. We um, listen to each other. We speak to each other, uh, but we also spend time just doing girlfriend events. And um, maybe it's praying, maybe it's going for walks, whatever it is. And when I think about my, my, I could talk to my relationship with God. It's that it's a lot of time. And some people are like, Oh, I don't have time, but we can find moments of time in our days. And so when I think about listening to God and hearing him, it's getting to know him and getting to know his, his creation, which is nature around us, but also my brothers and sisters getting to know, cause we're all made in the image of God. And if we're made in the image of God for relationship with God, then that means that every encounter we have with another human being is to learn about a different aspect of our God because we're all made in his image. Um, but the only way I could truly, truly know him is to start with what he wrote, the Bible. So the Bible for me is the basis of my listening to God because the Bible, it says in the word of God that the word of God is active, it is alive. It actually pierces to the soul. It divides, it, it's truth and it divides Um soul and spirit. And, and it helps us to even understand. So when I'm confused about something and maybe, I mean, I, I talk about hearing the voice of God. It's not necessarily an audible, like God saying, hi, Jeanette, how are you doing today? <laughs> you know, like I could hear it like with whisper and I talking. However, 
It is a knowing. And those of us who have this, it's, it's built into us are almost like if I think it kind of drops into our our lower tummy area where we have this knowing there's a knower in us. There's where the base of discernment comes from that God has gifted us with. And it's, I believe that is to be cultivated to know him more because he actually infiltrates us with wisdom. And as we spend time in his word, as we spend time in his, what I call his, you know, his presence doesn't mean that we have to always have a worship song on. It could actually be mean that we're silent and we're just listening and we're um, what we call meditating on his word, meditating on his truth and meditating on what he says and who he says he is. And so all these things about, it's just, it's, it's, it becomes a lifestyle of listening. And when we listen many times, God just says one word and he might say something like, I love you to us, or we have that impression and I know for myself, am I going to receive it? Because I know that a lot of part of listening to the Lord is receiving what he's saying. We have filters and we block it many times because of our insecurities or, oh, do you really think that about me? I remember I had one time I told someone, because I really sensed the Lord was saying to them that they're a person of courage. And they said, oh, I don't think I'm a person of courage. God couldn't see me that way. And I was like, well, I believe he does. And here's just like um, when he said, you know, to Gideon, you know, oh, mighty man of valor, mighty man of courage, mighty man of valor. And it's like, if, if that person doesn't receive that truth of what, what God's saying over them, then, you know, that's their choice. So it's, it's for us to, and I think that goes back to like a lot of our heartbeat is identity. And, and where does our identity come from? What are we, what voices are we listening to? Is it God's voice? Is it our voice? Is it the enemy's voice? What's going on? And how is that shaping our inner being? And, I know that for myself, relationship with God and listening to him more and more reveals more of my own dysfunction inside <laughs> of what I, I believe wrong. And he's so gracious in helping to realign it to what he says is truth. And then I walk in like another step of freedom. So I'm still on a freedom journey and I'm still learning to hear his voice, but I, I spend time and I, I personally spend time cultivating the atmosphere for him to speak. Mm, wonderful. Wow. Yes, it is definitely a, a journey of learning to yeah. hear from God. And, yes. Um, I, it is, I, I like how you say that the voice of God is on the inside. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're, we've been conditioned, or at least I think oh, that's a looking for God outside of us. And um, he's actually right here. So thank you for just sharing that. So, um, so our podcast is on single life and and um, the journey of flourishing in the season of life as a single person. So how would you say you, how do you find yourself to be secure in this season when, when we're ladies in waiting? How's that for you? Um, and whisper, you know my story and you know more of an intimate journey and it is not easy. When I hear you say, how are you living secure in your season of singleness? Um, you know, it is, it, I have my days where I don't feel secure at all. I, I, I get off my, I feel like I'm great. Like one day I feel like I'm great. And the next day I feel so discouraged. And so I, you know, I think uh, you had said, I think our first episode, you said this like roller coaster. And, and I think many people can relate to being in a roller coaster, whether it's because of going through relationships ups and downs or inner feeling ups and downs, or people are having babies around you, people get married around you, you know, all these things happening. And it's like, what about me? Um, 
But I will say something has shifted in my life. And the only thing I can, I can actually accredit it to is God. Because there's nothing I can do in and of myself. And I know you also shared that first episode that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But where does hope come from? And this is where I had this crazy, talking about conversations with God, I had a conversation with God. And he said, Jeanette, your heart is sick. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, from the outside, everything looked fine. Everything, like, here I am, I'm, you know, leading Bible studies or I'm leading prayer meetings, or I'm, you know, doing all these great things. Well, great things. And, but yeah, he said, your heart's sick. So he actually showed me, he go, and I, I felt the Lord ask me, so where does hope come from? And I literally kind of was like, oh, where does it come from? <laughs> but what does it say? Hope is only in our God. And he's the only one that can restore hope. So I can do all these things to try to conjure up hope in my own life about, about getting married. Um, but it's only, it's only him. So then I submitting to him and saying, God, help me help. Almost like in the Bible where, where the, um, that's the, the centurion said to the Lord, help my unbelief. I want to believe that you heal, help my unbelief. And it's like, I said to the Lord, help me. I, I want hope. And I began to experience uh, encounters with our, a, a, a God of hope that began to rebuild that in me. And of course, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I had to cultivate that atmosphere. So watching my eye gates, watching my ear gates, meaning what is it that I'm feeding into me? What am I watching? What am I entertaining? Who are the people I'm talking to? Um, what are the life-giving things that are going to, that I'm going to surround myself with so that it's a, it's a, it's a garden or a cultivation area that, that he can actually rebuild hope in me. So when I think about living securely, um, the first thing is, uh, as a, just as a human being, not just even being single, but just as a human being, the first thing is who is God? What do I believe about him? What does he say about me? Number one, do I believe it? Do I receive it? And am I going to live it? Because living it is, encountering the truths, but living it is action. And that is a literal moment by moment, day by day. And so when I have something come in my day where I feel discouraged and I start hearing these voices of uh, really their lies, um, you're not beautiful. You're not, you're not lovely. Nobody wants you. Um, it, you're just going to be single for the rest of your life. I mean, all these crazy things. I have to take each one of those thoughts and I got to take it back to the truth of what God said. What does he say about me? That he's a promise keeping God. And I have to basically war in the spiritual realm to contend for the promise that I know that God has said in my life and that he is faithful. He will do it. And that's where I remain insecure is in what he said, not in how I feel or what's happening around me or what other people are saying. So it's, it's, I'm still every, every day is a new day and every day I have to encounter, okay, Jeanette, how are, how are you going to handle what comes your way today? And how am I going to honor God and, and honor him and worship him in the midst of pain or discouragement um, of where I'm at specifically in the, in the realm of being single in a world where it's, it's difficult to live this in, in a secure way if I didn't have a relationship with God. Amazing. My heart is definitely burning as you've been speaking and sharing the the ups and downs that are in this life. And whether I believe, I think whether we're 
it's a season where when one is married, they still ups and downs and that's right. One is single, there are ups and downs of being in, you know, being a single person. Mm. And so um thank you for sharing with you with our listeners that you have found. I love that again, it goes back to let me go back and be actually totally honest with God <laughs> that hey, okay. I'm feeling, you know, really horrible right now. This is where I'm at. And I'm actually here in a season of questioning. I love how God's shown um, shown his light of the light of his, you know, his light on your heart. And it's like, hey, your heart's sick, you know? Yep. Yeah. And so I remember I was on prayer call the other day and um, the lady ministering was talking about um, a whole heart and different components of the types of hearts that God was speaking or was wanting us to have. A pure heart, a holy heart, a, a willing heart, you know, just a whole heart. And um the prayer that um, one when um, invited us to pray was sometimes we have our own ideas of what our heart is looking like, but the invitation was, hey, Lord, can you show me exactly what my heart, what is going on in my heart? Can you show me what parts of my heart you are willing to heal? Mm-hmm. And um, so we prayed that and I was like, oh, my heart's full, I'm good. And then I went somewhere, I went for my therapy session and my therapist is like, oh, then I was like, oh dear Lord Jesus, I thought, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I just love that your God's like, hey, this is where your heart is. And mm-hmm. uh, tap into, I believe when God shows us something is an invitation because he wants to feel it. So good. And so and so um, for our listeners today, if you find yourself in a situation where your heart is broken, yeah. whether your heart is in pain for a loss or a hope that's been deferred mm-hmm. whether you're out there you've been wanting to have kids maybe you're you haven't been able to conceive if you're yeah. you know depending on the season of your life or you've been wanting a promotion at work and it hasn't happened or you have family situations that haven't changed every one of us has something that we are contending for and so yeah. I just invite you to ask God to step into those situations and um, and just to step in and yeah. that which only he can do and bring back hope and restore our security in him, even for yeah. those different situations. So um, so we are going to conclude here today. But, um, Jeanette, Lady Jeanette, do you have any um, final words for listeners today? Yeah. You know, Whisper, as you were sharing, I was thinking, why don't we just bless those that are listening? And so um, we're going to invite just, well, God's been in this conversation, of course, but I'm just going to pray really quick and Whisper and I might have our eyes open, but we're looking at you because we're praying and interceding for you. And, um, but would you just join with us? You can bow your heads, close your eyes. You can keep your eyes open and engage. You could look up to the sky. You could look up to the ceiling but we're just going to take some time to just bless you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless each and every listener who's watching, whether they're listening, they're watching with their eyes, or they're listening with their ears. We bless them. We thank you, God, that um, again, we believe in a God who does divine appointments. And so we know that you are in wherever they're at, the space they're at, if it's in a car, if it's in a home, if it's on a couch, um, if you're outside, whatever you're doing, God is with you. And so we just bless you that he is, he is, he is, he is the God who sees he's the God who hears and he is the God who is so intimate 
with our lives. And so we bless you, uh, number one, to hear what he has to say, just like what Whispered had, um, had, had said, we just ask, oh God, that you would come to us, that we would hear you say, what it is that's going on inside of us. We ask that we'd have ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to um, just be able to engage and be able to receive the truth of what you say about us, but also what you say about our futures and where you see us going. We just thank you, God, that, um, that we can stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters and we can speak life into the atmosphere over them. And so we just speak life into the atmosphere. We speak life into their bodies, into their minds, into their souls, into their spirit. And we just pray an awakening happens to receive truth. And for those that are listening and you're and, and you're saying, I, I can't hear God. We right now come against any blockage that would block you from hearing God because he is pursuing you and you're pursuing him. And he is, the, he is the author of truth and he will reveal himself to you. And so we just thank you, God, that you you create the atmosphere and you help people to hear you and that, that barriers are broken down in, in, in their lives. We just bless our brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeanette. Um, so- we um we're so delighted that you got to tune in today. Yes. We um, pray that you are blessed. It was quite a battle to get on the session today. So we know there was um, a purpose in in this, especially this episode today. So we thank you so much for listening, and um, we are really excited about um continuing to share our lives and the journey of um securely single with you. So. Um, until next time, we will we will you know continue being connected with us. You can go to our website, which is uh, securelysingle.com, and you can email us. You can get on our mailing list, and we would just love to be connected with you. You can also find us on Instagram at uh, securelysingle underscore uh, risker Jeanette, and we would love to connect with you in all of those platforms. And um, we just love to work walking this journey together we are not perfect we don't know everything about everything we're just here um just as partners with you walking in this journey of life so until next time um god bless you so much and thank you so much for tuning in